squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah, That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah, right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mute. They're all going to do four minutes. At three minutes, they'll hear the horn. Wow, wow. It's out of my reach right now, so I can't actually reach it. But we'll do that, and then the judges will vote. And they can vote in any way they want. But the top three people of the entire night, they all get a paid showcase, yay, at one of the Mutiny Radio Presents shows either... Saturday at Atlas Cafe, Wednesday at Asiento, or Thursdays or Sundays at the bar at Dolores, and all of them come with free food and drink, well, except for Bar Dolores, you just get to drink, because it's a bar. Yay, bars! You know how bars used to be fun, and now they're fun again, and we get to just drink and not have to buy food at the same time? Remember when all the anorexics finally get to get drunk again? Yay! Just kidding. You guys, I know you men have been microdosing food, too. It's okay. Just have that extra beer. I'm going to go outside and tell people what's going on, and then we're going to get right back with our comedians. We've got 18 of them in a row, like I said. They're all going to be bringing their A-game. I'm super excited. It's Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay.
since my judges, hey, is this, JW, is this thing on? This thing's on. Yeah, yeah I got to pro- post this towards the, oh, someone just did this, and I'm going to ruin it for them. I'm ruining, I just, I just ruined your thing. Well, I'm going to just start because the time exists, and we might as well, and I know everyone's outside, and they're excited about their sets, and I know that our, we have one judge here, <laughs> and the other judges are on there. Way I know where they are. They came and they left. Oop, that's too loud. See, you gotta, you gotta get the sweet spot there. There it is. Yeah. Cool. Hey guys. Do jokes to these guys. Uh, Chris New City, you don't have to judge me because um, I'm always on every show, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't count. Also, I have a soul. Un- unlike all the soulless monsters you'll see tonight, none of them soul soulless monsters. All yay! The judges are here. I was wasting time until the judges showed up. It's my, uh, yeah, uh, we've got to figure out some paper and some pens. I can work that out for you. Yeah, um, I've got paper and pens in the, in the stew in there. Uh, yeah, no, take a seat. You can also move chairs anywhere that makes you feel comfortable with one another because you are the special judges. You can sit all together. You can move. I just sort of put them in a haphazard thing. Did you ever did you ever do a thing? Did you ever date guys? Not date. Like, did you ever sleep with guys and in the morning just like rearrange their furniture? <laughs> That's just me. Okay. Like, I'd at least do the dishes. You know, I'm trying to have some worth. I'm not just gonna fuck you. I'm gonna do your dishes too because you're a loser. Why am I? Don't worry, that wasn't a gunshot. It's summertime. I don't know what's happening in this neighborhood. This is a crazy neighborhood. Like, 13 years ago, you might have gotten hit by a stray bullet, but now a stray stroller is going to hit you with a baby in it. Ah. Sometimes there's dogs in those strollers, too. I don't understand that. I'm supposed to warm you up. I'm going through menopause. I'm warmed up all the time. I'm, like, constantly sweating. It's the worst. It is, it is so crazy. I'm so wet at night that I can, like, swipe my body and flick it at my cats. I don't even need a spray bottle anymore when they're bad. I'm just like, Bleh. Get away from me, you crazy cats. I'm going through menopause. Menopause is great because um, I have the libido of a 14-year-old boy. So that's exciting. But I also smell like a 14-year-old boy. I smell like pastrami. I don't even eat pastrami. Why do I smell like pastrami? And corn chips. I haven't had a Frito in a long time, but boy, do I smell like that. I have to shower every day. I was trying to lower my carbon footprint. Not anymore. I am showering like crazy. Sat on the toilet the other day trying to lower my carbon footprint. Used the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy. Question is, can I give my butthole herpes? Dermatologist says yes. Herpes simplex one and two, same herpes. Just location, location, location. I live in the Tenderloin. I don't know if that has anything to do with my herpes, but uh, I do live in the Tenderloin, and it is. I do play a a game with people, children, lots of people. When I'm walking through the Tenderloin holding hands with small children, we play a game, we see a pile on the ground, and I say, man or beast, man or beast. Fun game. What did I learn from a four-year-old? If it's up against a wall, it's always man. They understand physics at that tender age. It's beautiful. Are you on the list tonight? Are you a, are you a, um, are you a judge? Just wandering in. You're just a person? Yeah. Okay, so that means you get to be a judge. 
oh my God, if you're not a comedian, that means you have a soul and that's really exciting and we're really happy about it. And so you're gonna see 18 comedians. I'm just the host. I'm just, they all showed up later, all doing whatever they do, they're comedians. Uh, and, but you get to choose your five favorite comedians tonight for however long you stay. Even if you only stay for the first five and you just say those were your five favorite, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. It's whatever. It's all very haphazard. Um, but they all, the winners of tonight, they get booked on a mutiny radio show, uh, either at Asiento or Atlas Cafe or at Bar Dolores where they get free food and drinks so that they cannot die. Won't that be nice? Yay! Yay! Not all comedians are on food stamps. Most of them have real jobs. Um, all right, so our first comedian, he just kind of showed up, and he's a young guy. Someone get Gabe, that guy, whoever Gabe is, he's the guy. He's the first guy. All right, everybody. So, um, yeah, there's gonna, I'm going to say numbers, and I'll say numbers again, and it'll help you remember or whatever. I'm going to give you paper and pens. I'll go back and do that. Clap your hands together for your first. Oh, and um, for comedians. There's plastic baggies up here for safety and whatever you feel you need. I don't know who's vaccinated anymore or what's happening, but um, plastic baggies are up here, a little bag of shame, unless you brought your own um, microphone or if you're, I mean, I don't know what people, I don't know how people feel anymore about anything. Uh, here, put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Yay! <laughs> First of all, fuck paper straws. Like, come on, dude. What the fuck? I feel like you guys have probably all heard this before. Like, we've all complained about them a million times. But what the fuck are you doing with paper straws, man? Like, seriously. Like, you, you bring me a milkshake. You fucking serve me the milkshake with a paper straw in it. I didn't realize you were just going to make paper a part of the milkshake. Because that shit will be dissolved in, like, five seconds. It's just melted and soft. And it's nothing, dude. It's like sipping fucking... Like, uh, I don't know. That was a bad metaphor. <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, they're useless. They're absolutely fucking useless. If I wanted to have something limp and wet and fucking drooping in my mouth, I would go back to being a Boy Scout troop leader. Like, I'm just being real. <laughs> um, on that note, let's, uh, let's move into some porn. Uh... <laughs> Porn titles are, uh, they're disgusting, dude. And they're also very misleading. I don't, I don't understand what their plan is, really. It's like, like, uh, it's just like, it's clickbait, dude. Like, like, if you're saying, like, the hottest beauty you've ever seen gets fucking raw dog fucked like she'd never been before in her life. And then you click on the video and you're like, you could have just labeled it, like, slut humped. Like, that's, that's all this is, is just slut lightly humped for about five minutes. The guy's got a got a pot belly. It's like it's nothing, dude. It's absolutely nothing. Also, porn star names very weird. I don't I don't get what they're doing with that. Like Sapphire, Jasmine, you know. I, I like just I, I'd like to see a porn star one day just named Orphan. So like just just the word Orphan, and then you could like you know fucking throw that in a bunch. Of, okay, terrible. <coughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was uh. I was in college in LA for a couple months. Little sus area I was in. Um, I was uh, getting gas one day, and this uh, 
this lady came up to me, uh, obviously broke, couldn't avoid like dentist issues or anything like that. And I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. I try to be a good guy at least. It's it's uh it it you know I I try my best to give back. I'll give twenty dollars anything like that. But she asked me for a ride just a couple blocks down the street, and I thought about it for a second. I was like. You know, I have a seven teeth minimum rule to get in the car. You got to have at least seven. And she had like six and a half, maybe, maybe five. So that was a no go there. Uh, recently watched Rain Man. Have anyone seen Rain Man in here? I'm a big movie guy. I love that movie. And it was, it was actually very moving. You know, I love it when, when movies like touch your soul and you're like, shit, I'm inspired by this. I want to like go out and do this. So yeah, I uh, kidnapped a retarded guy and we're going to Vegas and um, <laughs> kind of go count some cards. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit, I thought I had more stuff. Oh, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> uh, car guys think cars are a personality. That's not a joke. It's just a fact. Like, why are you talking about cars for so long? Um, mo I'm done. One minute. Okay. This is just a bunch of sentences. I'll just rattle them off. Um, mostly ugly people play instruments. I play like seven instruments. So it's like, <laughs> uh, I'm a racist to starbursts, only starbursts. Um, when I, when I pick it out, I'm like going through the big jug of starbursts. I'm like fucking red. Hell yeah. Rock the country. Pop that in my mouth. Pink. Hell yeah fucking get in my mouth and then when i'm pulling out a yellow one i'm like ah shit go back to your country and i just toss it across the room <laughs> uh yo i love it this is gonna get a little bit weird but uh you know i love it when uh you know obviously cleavage is great boobs is awesome everyone loves boobs who can't love a nice pair of boobs even if you're not into that like you got to appreciate some boobs you know I love it when they get creative with it, you know, not just like this shit, but when you're getting like different angles, you know, like, like some, some of them have like, like right here and you're getting like the bottom of the boob. You're like, what the hell? Like, that's, that's, that's awesome, dude. Like, like good on you. That's, it's not even a joke either. Just me appreciating another random thing. Um, what's the point of saying you're single on Tinder? That's like, why? Like, why, why, why do you got to put that in your bio? It's just like, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, Okay. Uh, dude, the first guy to see the Northern Lights was probably fucking shitting his pants. Like, let's be honest here. Like, he, he probably thought he was about to die or see God or something. Because just to be like hiking around in the fucking snow and then just look up and be like, holy shit, what the fuck? It's all over. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Thank you. I've been Gabe. Good night. Gabe, everyone! Your first comic. He's very new. He ran the light by a minute and 45 seconds. You can vote for him. If you're a, you're, if, and if you're a real audience member and you have a soul, like you're a real person, you can vote for anybody you want for as long as you stay. You can put hearts next to them or exclamation points or point marks or you can just say your favorite. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm just, whatever you feel. If you feel that Gabe needs a show, then that's good. Your next comedian... He's like my favorite soccer dad, and this one time he brought me chocolate, and I'll never forget it. Put your hands together for Rihan Khan! Yay! Happy Friday, everybody. Hello, hello. Nice to see you guys. Hi, Pam. How you doing? Uh, what's going on? Everything good? Everything happy? We're good? We're popping? We're cracking? Uh, look, uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I come from a family 
Well, that has a lot of education, people, a lot of education. Everybody's educated in my family, highly educated. My dad has a PhD in uh, entomology. He's a doctorate of, uh, that studies in uh, insects, if you will. Uh, he's a really smart guy. My mother has uh, two masters. Can you guess what masters they are in? First one is in education. Shocking. Second one is in special education, right? Like the first education master wasn't enough. She had to get the special education. Um, if you know anything about genetics, then you know that I am a huge disappointment. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's right, it's easy. Um, one thing I'm not disappointed about is I'm not disappointed about being born and raised in San Francisco. Anybody local out here? Anybody local? Local people in the back, very rare. I uh, love being from San Francisco. My friends call me up from the East Coast. For, for the sake of argument, let's pretend I have friends. Is that cool? We can do that up here. And also, let's pretend I answer the phone when they call me. Um, so my friends call me from the East Coast and like, Ray, how do you do it? How do you live in San Francisco? Aren't you a little afraid of earthquakes? Aren't you afraid of your house falling on top of you while you're sleeping? I say, no, man, I'm not afraid at all. I'm actually like a little bit of an earthquake snob. I'm like, a, I'm like an unbearable wine critic when it comes to earthquakes. I'm like a seismic sommelier, if you will. It's true, man. Even with the smallest of quakes, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that was a quaint regional blend. Yeah, yeah, 3.5 on the Richter scale, if you ask me. Yeah, could you notice that I pronounce Richter scale like a douchebag? Yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how pretentious I am with earthquakes. Oh, you know, but I, pre I prefer a nice earthy blend from the Hayward Fault, rich and full-bodied. <laughs> Did you get to try the 1989 Loma Pieta? Did you? Oh, my God, San Andreas really uncorked a winner. <laughs> oh, I remember it starting out strong with bold Oakland notes and ending with a fine Petaluma finish. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, the, um, the, uh, so one of the things about getting older is that you're, uh, you get a little soft, not as uh, hard anymore, unfortunately. Things start to break down. I don't like getting older. I'm, I'm, I don't, I might be, I'm usually the oldest person in the room. Anybody over 51? Anybody? Over, oh, yay, good. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Things get a little soft. Things don't get as hard. When I used to get an erection, right? It used to be hard as forged steel. Right, it was really, really hard, forged steel. Now it's more like a forged signature, right? Like short, squiggly, and completely unconvincing, right, right? My wife doesn't think it's convincing at all. She treats my junk when I present it. She treats my junk like I'm trying to pass a counterfeit bill at the uh, bank, right? She's a teller, and I'm the, you know, I'm the prospective counterfeiter. She holds it up to the light. She's like, mm, I don't know, I don't see enough green and I don't see enough blue and red threads in there. I'm not too sure. Right? Yeah, oh, God forbid there's a wrinkle in it. She walks me over to the kitchen. She, she, uh, she does that move. She lays it on the counter, and she does that move where she's trying to, trying to smooth it out. Uh, incidentally, uh, wood can leave splinters, and uh, granite is super cold. Granite is super cold, not nice. And the worst thing is she moves it from side to side, checking for the watermark. My question is, who gave her the jeweler's loop? Who gave her the jeweler's loop? Because that's just inconsiderate. Thanks, Pam. Appreciate it. That's my time. Hey. Riyadh Khan, everyone. Now, you know, I try not to think about comics dicks, but now I'm going to think about smoothing the dick out on the marble counter. Thank you.
Thank you for my dreams tonight. You're <laughs> Whoa, bring me more chocolate. Your next comedian. What a joy and wonderment he is. Number three, put your hands together for Vishal Call. Oh, yeah, make some noise, y'all. This is a comedy show. Make some noise, yes. Yes, thank you for having me. Crazy thing, Rehan, your wife does that with my dick, too. So, ah, got him. <laughs> No, we're, we're having fun here. I'm Vishal. Nice to meet you guys. Thank you for having me. I took an Uber over here, man. Y'all take Ubers? Anyone take an Uber over here? You walk? Anyone walk? You broke bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I took an Uber, but man, have you noticed this thing with Uber now where they're like, they pop up this notification that's like, hey, do you want to take an Uber Black for a thousand extra dollars? You ever seen it? Do you guys know what Uber Black is, by the way? If you don't know, Uber Black is just more expensive Uber. It has no purpose. It's a slightly nicer car, dude. It's fucking stupid. What I want to know is, who is in this middle tier of wealth that is like, listen, I can't afford a limo, but when I go to Mutiny Radio at 6 p.m. on a Friday, <laughs> I need to be driven by a Korean in a Mercedes, okay? <laughs> Who are these people driving for Uber, dude? I want Uber Black. I want to know what set of poor financial decisions led to you driving Uber in a Maserati. How did you get this car? <laughs> I want to ask a guy one time. I feel like I already know the answer. I'll be like, dude, how did you get this car? Why are you driving for Uber? He'll just be like, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I stole this shit, and <laughs> this is all I got now. <laughs> I think it's so stupid. I don't know. I don't like it uh, at all, but... I'm uh, I'm a millennial, guys. I'm 26. Any millennials in here? No, y'all y'all old, y'all Gen Z. Any Gen Zers in here, by the way? Yeah, fuck them. I hate them too. But <laughs> no, I actually like Gen Zers. I feel like millennials and Gen Zers have a lot in common. Like people shit on us a lot, which I hate. Like you probably shit on us, you know, older people. You know what insult I hate is people call us snowflakes. You ever do that? Call a millennial a snowflake, right? Why do you do that? Snowflake is not an insult, dude. That is the cutest insult of all time. <laughs> Snowflake is what you call a puppy or your daughter before you put her to bed, dude. Snowflake, what are you guys going to come up with next? You'll just be like, I am sick and tired of all these millennial honey bunnies. And let me top it off with a kiss on the cheek, too. <laughs> I said I'm Indian. I'm 26, so my dating life is currently awesome. I have millions of women trying to marry me. And I'm like, I don't even want to have to choose. And my parents are like, exactly, we are trying to choose for you. <laughs> I got a very uh, traditional Indian mom, right? Like, very into arranged marriage. I saw some crazy shit, though, guys. You know what I saw? I saw this woman watching a rom-com. I was like, Mom, you don't believe in love, dude. What the fuck? You can't be watching this. You cannot be watching when Harry met Sally. You should be watching when Harinder met Salisha the day before their wedding. <laughs> She was like, this is not a love movie, okay? This is a fantasy movie I'm watching. <laughs> Fine, I'll put on something more realistic like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I thought about it. I was like, yeah, Mom, I bet you would like that shit because that is a movie all about a ring being forced onto a guy. So <laughs> um, I only got a minute left. Do you guys want to hear? I guess, are you, guys, are you guys into the dick stuff right now? Or no, not really. I don't. You want to hear dick stuff? Okay, can I be vulnerable with you guys? I had a, I had a, so this is me being like really honest and vulnerable. I had, um, I'm an anxious person, and so um, I get anxious about sex sometimes and dating and stuff. 
And uh, a woman recently, I was I was anxious about if a chick liked me or not, and so I had performance anxiety. I couldn't get it up during sex, which is so fucking stupid, uh, because I was freaking out if a chick liked me while she was trying to suck my dick, and it's <laughs> and it's like, how much validation do you need, Vishal? <laughs> Sucking dick—that is acts of service. That is the ultimate love language. Okay. It's like five love languages, dude. That's like fucking quality time right there, acts of service. <laughs> but like my love language is words of affirmation, you know? So I guess it'd be great if she said nice shit, like between licks, she was just like, you're a great guy. You have a beautiful inside. Your body is a wonderland. <laughs> and I guess uh, her love language is uh, gifts, so then I come in her mouth. <laughs> All right. Hey, bye, guys. Thanks so much. Just keep it right on me. Yay, Vishal Kao, your third comedian, Vishal Kao. Remember, if you're a judge, you want to put down numbers or names or jokes you remember, it'll be like, the dick joke about the one where he came in her mouth. And I'll be like, I don't know which, that could be any of the 18 <laughs> comics you're going to see. But put yeah. your hands together for your next comedian, number four, Brady Pearson. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, children of Earth. How are we tonight? Okay, happy Pride, happy Pride. What's going on, everybody? I'm very excited. You know, I'm very excited. Y'all see my shirt today? I'm very excited. Can you see, right? Right, this is kind of like my visual map of Pride. Like, I'm going to get him first, you know. And then we're going to go down here and go to Dr. Manhattan over here. It's going to be... I mean, I have been so locked up in Covidia, man. I mean... My God, I was so horny when I finally had sex. I thought I was going to rip the skin right off that motherfucker. You know what I mean? It was, <sighs> luckily I didn't. I mean, I had some restraint, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not just, I'm not just the beautiful animal you see before you today. You know what I mean? I mean, and I really miss the D. I mean, I like, because, you know, they say that, you know, like D fought COVID, right? They said, you know, if you get the D, you can fight COVID. But you know what? I never got any D until, I la until after COVID. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, and now I have it all the time. You know, I, I have it every day, every morning. I put it in my mouth, and it's amazing. It's just delicious. I'm talking about the vitamins, you sick motherfuckers. What's wrong with you people? Are you perverts? I'm, I'm supposed to be the pervert on stage here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's going on here with you people. And, yeah, it's pride. It's like Christmas, everyone. Are you excited? I know I'm so excited. I know it's pride because the logos are out. And I just want to take a minute and um, really thank those that have uh, supported the gay community throughout the years. You know, um, thank you, um, Smirnoff. <laughs> and Absolute, you know, and you, you're, you're, you've upheld my liver many, many a night. Thank you so much. I so totally appreciate it, you know, and it's also like, you know, it's kind of like Christmas, right? I mean, I love having an old daddy standing, I mean, I'm coming down my chimney, devouring my cookies. And like most things, that only happens once a year. I know, right? You would think that this guy would get it, but no. Mm -mm. Well, sometimes, I mean, but not all the time, you know what I'm saying? Um... And let's look in here. Okay, okay. Oh, yes. I can't wait to start opening my packages. I mean, I could start tonight, maybe. Do you think it's too early to start opening packages? Can I open? I mean, I'll, be, I'll open any packages you would like after.
this set, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm really here for this. I'm actually, I'm here for you. Okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this for the children. I hope they're really appreciative. I mean, I've been going to the Gay Temple every single day, getting ready for this marathon we're about to run, ladies and gentlemen. I have been on my knees, praying, pushing, pushing, praying, and pushing, and I'm talking about working out, you dirty-minded people. God, such dirty minds in this room. Well, you know, and it makes me, you know, I, I have this fantasy of what if we had written Little Orphan Annie from a gay perspective, and it's called Little Orphan Fanny. And it's about a story of a little orphaned Fanny with his puppy, Sandy, his daddy, Warbucks, and their friendly gimp, Punjab. And the song goes a little something like this, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow. Oh my God. He won't be gay, he'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. All jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say, I'll bottom tomorrow. I'll bottom tomorrow. It's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I am Brady Pearson, number four. Brady Pearson, everybody, number four. Brady Pearson. He'll bottom all month. Uh, I, I shouldn't. No, I, hey, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you don't think I'm sexually harassing you. Your next comedian, what a lovely, he's, he's such a good writer and he's such a funny guy, and every time I see him, it's such a lovely opportunity. Clap your hands together for number five, Daniel Lewis. Yay! Take our time here. Now we on speed chase, high speed. Take our time. You don't want to go from that gay to this straight too quickly. That is, there could be an earthquake or something. Trying to get the, the, get the matted cum off of the mic real quick. All right, guys. I'm in my 40s, and uh, it can be a little confusing sometimes. Not a big porn guy, but I checked back in recently. I got to tell you, it's just nice to see step families getting along again, you know, for once. Jesus. My, my stepmom tried to talk to me like that. Fuck me harder. Be like, shut up. You're not my real mom. Oh, man. It's all kinds of ways in which it's confusing. I don't know. I tried to do the right thing. Went to this bagel shop the other morning. And right next to the menu, big on the wall, big sign, had all these rules. No racism. No homophobia. No transphobia. Please use they, them pronouns when interacting with the staff. I was like, all right. Well, each one of those individually are easy enough. Plus, you know, whatever bigotry I may have ever harbored in my heart, none of it has ever come out during a breakfast order, so that's good. And, you know, but it is a lot of rules, right? So it gets in your head a little bit. So maybe you overcompensate a little bit. I'm walking to the counter thinking, use they, them pronouns. Use they, them pronouns. Use they, them. Person's like, can I help you? I said, uh, can, they, can they make me a bagel? Can you have them make me a bagel, please? Uh, and please put cream cheese on her, on, on them, on... Put Please put cream cheese on that bagel. And uh, let's see, uh, I'll take a coffee. Uh, no cream, no sugar, let's say. She goes, you mean black? I said, shh, 
No, what kind of bagel? Oh yeah, uh, just take a normal, regular, plain bagel. Not that the not the other bagels aren't normal. You could take a plain bagel, for instance, and put sesame seeds or poppy seeds on it, and however, it want, however you want to dress it up. However it dresses is normal as far as I'm concerned. I don't, uh, anybody who says otherwise is a real asshole, if you ask me. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, this, I'll do better. Uh, let me have a sesame bagel that used to be a poppy seed bagel. Because that's better, right? Because I'm good, I'm good with any of the, anything, I'm good with all the different combinations, anything and everything. You know what? I'll take an everything bagel. The more the merrier, I'll take an everything bagel. Please, a plain, regular, normal everything bagel with cream cheese on her, on that. And the, uh, of course, that medium coffee, no cream, no sugar. Black, please. And uh, thank you. I mean, uh, thank thou, thank thou, thank thine. Could you, have, could you have them thank you for me, please? I should leave, right? I'm not supposed to go back there. Well, if you're anything like me, Find yourself waking up in the morning sometimes, just like, ah, why bother even getting out of bed? Hate this job. Life sucks right now. Wish I was dead. But sometimes, <laughs> then I always think about those people out there, though, like currently battling terminal illness. And you know that they would love to have a regular day like I'm about to have, just to have that back. And that tells you a little something about perspective, right? Like basically, how easily these dying people lose perspective on real life, <laughs> you know? It's so focused on this one thing, not dying. They totally lose track of how shitty and demoralizing the whole thing really is, you know? <laughs> and I find that offensive myself. Anybody afraid of flying here? Anybody afraid of flying? You know, I mean, I, I used to be, but I looked it up. A whole bunch of shit has to go wrong for a plane to go down. You know, it's not just like captain forgets to flip a switch. It's like captain forgets to flip a switch, and there's ice on the wings, and a goose flies into the engine, and the warning system happens to be down all at once. A lot of stuff. Put it in perspective for me. It's about the same number of things that have to go right for me to get laid in an evening. <laughs> right? It's not just like she had a drink. It's like she had a drink. And she's going through a divorce, and she's ovulating, and her warning system happens to be down. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. My name is Dan Lewis. Thank Dan Lewis, everyone. Number five, Dan Lewis. That's great. That's very funny. He's so funny. That whole new bagel joke, I've never heard that before from him. So kudos, friend. Your next comedian, put your hands together, number six, Xavier Bronson. Yay! And I tell her, no, no, what you really want to know? What you really want to know? And she know I got a car, and she know I got a Lambo, and I'm riding in my board, and I guess really can I go. Can you hear me? I am a true professional. I brought my own mic. All right, for Pam. I did it all for Pam. Real reason why I'm here, guys, is I'm hosting a show on Sunday uh, in Fairfield, the Pioneer Tap Room. So I'm coming to Mutiny to plug another fucking venue. Uh, that's not very professional. But uh, yeah, no, we love Mr. Weed. If you guys don't know Mr. Weed, he's an old, old white man. Um, he's the grandfather I never had and the one I don't deserve. You know what I mean? Like he's just, I want to believe he's not racist, but every time we talk about Asians, he calls them Orientals. I'm like, that's pretty fucking racist, uh, Mr. Reed. What year is it? Anyways, I want to do something fun. I, I need you guys' energy because I'm going to be announcing people on stage. And it's very important for comics to be announced on stage correctly 
because it gives them, you know, whatever, the mojo to do it right. You know what I'm saying? So work with me. Work with me. Coming to the stage next, she's very funny, worked all across the Bay Area. She's awesome as hell. A rising comic out of Oakland. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. She's not black. She's white. Give it up for Shelby Wilson. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm practicing. This all practice, Shelby. I'm glad you're here. Was that good? Was that good? Was that good? This is practice. The practice makes perfect. That was good, right? Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Your next comic coming to the stage. He's very awesome, very funny guy. Okay, he's a uh, TEDx championship winner. He's a Mutiny Radio Contest winner. And he's Jewish. Give it up for Aaron Sampson. Hi, guys. I'm Jewish. No, I'm kidding. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. Okay. All right, all right. For your last comedian, your last comic, very funny. He's uh, performed at the Alameda Comedy Club. He's performed at Unlimited Laughs Comedy. He's performed all over the Bay Area, and he's blind. No, guys, he's really blind. He's a, he's a blind comic. Give it up for your comic, Elvin Maglinente. All right, and then I'm going to go into racist jokes and uh, talking about how I beat my wife, stuff like that. So uh, I hope it all works out. I hope it all works out. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this next. I just wanted to practice that for them. I think it's very important, okay, very important for the crowd too. Um, uh, what else do I have? Um, I'm from East Oakland. It needs to be gentrified, okay? Uh, it's a very dangerous place. Uh, East Oakland is so dangerous that I do all my errands in San Leandro, okay? That's how fucking dangerous it is. Yeah, it's really crazy. But the best thing about East Oakland is the black parties and the Mexican parties. We have parties all the time. Awesome. Black parties always get shut down. We all know why. Listen, uh, but they never match what they actually are. You know what I mean? Like, there will be a shootout, and the cops will come, and they're like, what happened? And some black girl comes out, and she's like, it's my little cousin baby shower. It's like, what the fuck? A baby shower got shot up? wonder what happened at the gender reveal. You know what I mean? Like, what happened there? Mexican parties don't get shut down, though. I think I figured why. It's because our music's goofy. You know what I mean? It's Spanish carnival nonsense. You know what I mean? It's boom, 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 boom. You're not shutting that shit down. You're just, you're not shutting that down, you know? And we don't hurt anybody. We just hurt ourselves with a lot of alcohol poisoning. Like, that's how we'd get down, okay? And we're the closest thing to Jesus Christ because we pray to him and his mom. That's my time, guys. Everybody, thank you for participating. Have a good night, all right? Yay! Xavier Bronson, everybody. Go see that show if you want to go out to Fairfield next Sunday. I know that's a long haul but what the fuck else are you doing like why not go out to fairfield i don't know you got family out there or some shit uh but go see that show that'd be cool yay xavier bronson he was number six no you did a great job oh no you can't stick it back in i get it once it's once you pull it out sometimes you can't stick it back in i mean we all know that i'm 46 it's not like i'm a stranger to these issues all right we're moving right along 
Number seven. It's my favorite number. He's been hanging out, actually, at Mutiny Radio all the time. He's very, very funny. Clap your hands together for number seven. Akil Razdan. Raz, yay! Hello, 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 hello. Trying out new jokes. Is that okay? Is this a friendly crowd? Yeah, if it doesn't work, your loss. <laughs> okay, let's get started. First joke is, uh, here's why I think uh, child molestation is better than racism. Can we do that? <laughs> uh, I, I think both are bad. I just think one's slightly better than the other. That's the end of it. I'm still researching that <laughs> joke. We'll do that. So still trying out. Okay, uh, broke up recently. No reaction. Wow. Very strong. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was thinking about my relationship lately and I was Googling the symptoms. The, so you can tell me how it was uh, because we were trying to control each other. We would shout at each other and she was tracking all my calls, where I was going, who I was meeting, reading my texts. Me texts. That's crazy, right? That's, that's insane. But here's the problem. We also loved each other. Yeah, it's fucked up. How many of you here can confidently say that you can be honest in front of your boyfriend or girlfriend? See? Yeah, people can say that. How many of you here can confidently say that you can jerk off in front of your boyfriend or girlfriend? See, oh, oh, that's great. Even me, I can. And that was the problem. And that was the problem. So my phone, on which I was Googling these symptoms, told me that you are in uh, an abusive, codependent relationship. Funny, right? Coming from someone you are in a relationship with, I'm in a, I'm in a codependent, abusive relationship with my phone, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, codependent. It's when one person enables the addiction of the other. The world wasn't even popular till like this year ago, and suddenly during the pandemic, people are moving in with each other. Everyone's like, "Bro, I'm codependent." Even my grocery lady, while fucking checking out my avocados, she was like, "Toom." It's $24 and bro, I think I'm codependent. <laughs> Next customer, yeah. Barack Obama came out with his uh, book, Promised Land, during the pandemic. And, uh, and Michael Jackson had a documentary made after him called Leaving Neverland. There's nothing common between the two lands, except they rhyme. And the other relation is uh, Promised Land's related a bit to racism. Whereas uh, Neverland's uh, to child molestation. Connection, connection! So yeah, I was looking for some controversies in Promised Land. Didn't, found, uh, didn't find any, except on uh, chapter 9, where Barack talks about Michelle uh, in the chapter called The Truth About First Lady. And here I quote. He goes, uh, Michelle, uh, I think uh, she is wonderful, that haughty. But I think uh, I'm in a codependent relationship. So help me read her. So yeah, that's a direct quote from that book, Codependence. Yeah, that's my rant about codependence. Coming back to the relationship with my phone, how it started was uh, I liked the colors on it, so I threw money, got her home. We started sleeping together sooner than I would like, uh, listening to whales, mating sounds every night. It was fun. And then the addiction started, the notifications, the nagging. She would tell me what to do, when to do, how to do. She would tell me how to fucking breathe. I was like, chill, bitch. <laughs> Insane. I, I, ins I even considered moving on to Android. It was crazy. And, uh, and, but all I needed was a break. So I decided I'll put my phone in bedtime mode. 
Now, bedtime mode is when you get no notifications on your phone and the only colors you see are black and white. It backfired. You know why? Because uh, not only was I getting silent treatment, my phone was also being a racist, seeing only two colors. So I shouted at my phone. I was like, you're being racist. You only see two colors, black and white. Here's what my phone said, and I quote, playing black and white by Michael Jackson from Spotify. So yeah, and then I just stole my phone. Child molestation, okay. Racism, no fucking way. And we broke up. And that's my time. I'm Raz. Raz, everyone, number seven. He's not black or white. He's brown. Yay! I'm sorry. Was that a racist thing to say? I don't even know. I don't even know what anything means anymore. Your next week. Hey, everybody, tell the people outside to like not be so loud too, because it's like they're so. I know they're having fun, but like, come on. You tell them to shh, you know, because we want to pay attention to our comments because all these fucking judges are. Clap it up for your judges. Yay, comedians, you should clap for your judges. Kiss their butts, motherfuckers. You get a booked show if they like you. Your next comedian is number eight. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. They trying to duck and they trying to dodge. They ain't trying to get arrested and they got bars. They ain't trying to get lost. Hopping in the county and now it's pop. Hey everyone, I uh, just want to let you guys know, I was a really hot baby, like really hot. Uh, when I was an infant, my mom took me to an audition uh, for being a child model, and the way she tells it, apparently she gave me to a guy, uh, he held me, and as he held me, I peed in his face, and somehow that got me the job. And now on my mom's side, she saw a stranger enjoying a golden shower from her baby and went, here you go. Yeah, also, why don't you go ahead and take pictures of him? I'm going to leave. No, uh, oh, God, I was hot. It worked out. Um, I did not, I didn't get like stuck in a basement or anything, I don't think. Um, I was like successful. So I was, I did like Sony campaigns. I was on bus stops. I was in GQ right next to George Clooney. I was in framed pictures on the walls of pedophiles nationwide. I was really good looking. Uh, and I don't know if you know much about the fashion industry. I guess they do a lot of drugs, because uh, I don't remember any of that, to be completely honest. Best four years of my life, don't remember a thing. Kind of like college in that way. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's been all downhill from there. You can't start that high and expect anything to go better. Like some of you peaked in high school. I peaked before I could talk. I was the, the strong, sexy, silent type of baby, if that's what you're, that's what you're into. Uh, yeah, all downhill. I, uh, I haven't taken care of my body at all since then, which is a shame, because I started off with all the opportunity to have a great life. You know, I was born like famous and hot, and white, I had every opportunity to do great, and then I just ended up a disappointment. I'm basically the human version of the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I know that's a dated reference, but I'm still bitter about it. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't take care of my body. I, acne was supposed to go away in middle school, 
and it just kind of hasn't. It's still here. I have this zit in the middle of my nose. It hasn't gone away, so it looks like I'm being targeted by an anti-Semitic sniper. He's just like, this is what you get for owning the media. Which, by the way, is my favorite stereotype with Jews, because if we own the media, do you think I'd be bombing open mics? No. You'd be seeing me on Netflix going, that guy is terrible. How'd he get a Netflix? Jew. That's why. <laughs> Thanks, fam. Um, yeah, so anyways, I was a model. Um, last year, I went on I went online. I was trying to show a friend of mine to prove that this wasn't just some like weird, you know, psychopathic lie I was telling. Found a picture of myself on eBay, <coughs> eBay, and I bought it, uh, which was concerning though, because there's just some guy on the internet who was like cutting out pictures of me as a baby. And now I seem like the weird pedophile who's buying pictures of this baby. I don't know which is worse. I hope it's him. All right, thanks for your time, everyone. Josh Kotsky, baby model, yay, number eight. That's crazy. I always wondered that if I would have taken naked pictures of myself when I was 13 and I saved them and I put them out now, is that child pornography? But what if it's me? What if I, no, I can't time travel because I never did. If there were no cell phones, the phones didn't have cameras. And I wasn't going to like, I wasn't good enough with cameras to be like, I'm going to, anyway, I'm just curious. If you could, can you pedal yourself or is that not, okay. You're, I'm, I, I, maybe I smoke too much weed. Your next comedian, put your hands together for number nine, Reza Habib, yay! When I see your ass, nigga, get wet. When I beat your ass, don't come back. Talking all that fool shit, little nigga. Been around trying to tell on me. Run it to the house. Hello, hello. All right. How you doing, everybody? I'm really hoping this goes well. Uh, my therapist has been giving me comedy advice. This doesn't happen often, but yesterday a beautiful woman paid me a compliment. Uh, she said that I have really pretty eyes, which tells me that if I want to appear more attractive, I should continue to wear my mask. Um, speaking of masks, I got my first Moderna vaccine a week ago. Um, thank you. On Saturday, I think my arm was a little sore and I felt groggy, but that was pretty much it. Um, on Sunday, I did notice that I was losing a bit of hair for the past five years. So, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. Uh, I went to Mexico recently, um, mainly because I really miss good Chinese food. Um, on that trip, I also lost my cell phone. Uh, it really sucks, but I had a, a few days to reflect, and the weird thing is I see a lot of people with their attachments to their devices, and for example, they really hate it when you borrow their phone to go to the bathroom. People always wonder where I'm from, so I'll just get it out of the way now. I am not 7-Eleven Middle Eastern. Yeah, I'm more 9-Eleven. Uh, I have parents who were born and raised in Afghanistan. I was born and raised here, so that makes me first-generation American. Um, I don't know if anybody has familiarity with parents who have come from a war-torn country into America. It's really weird, immigration. Um, let me give you some examples, okay? It is perfectly acceptable to get your ass whooped in public well into your 30s. My mom insists on setting me up on a date with my cousin, but 
thing she doesn't understand is uh, I burned that bridge a long time ago. <laughs> My dad is 70 years old. <laughs> Talk after the show. <laughs> My dad's 70 years old, doesn't have a technological bone in his body. But the man downloaded Instagram, okay? He made an account. He follows me. He goes through my entire timeline and likes all the photos of himself. Uh, the one thing that I did inherit at the early age of 12 was body hair. Yeah, I don't know if anybody in the audience is brave enough to admit that they have body hair, but maybe if, if you did, you, you get your trimmers and clippers at uh, Walgreens or CVS perhaps. Not me. No, I shop at Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, I need the industrial strength shit. Yeah, and for those uh, hard to reach areas, yeah, I, I hire the Mexican guys out front. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I bring them home to tell them what we're doing, it's always a surprise. <laughs> but uh, to, to his credit, I mean, clean fades, clean lines. The man brought his landscaping skills to my back, so all I gotta say is Miss Vicky at the Wax Salon, please be careful. Hector at Home Depot is coming for your job. That's all my time, guys. Thank you very much. Raise up, everyone. Number nine. I laughed heartily. Your next comedian, he runs uh, a bunch of shows in the Bay Area. You should look him up after this. Follow him on his Instagrams and all the things. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Hey, everybody. How's it going? That was a abrupt stop. Okay. Uh, I turned 38. Yeah, that's about how I felt about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, slow realization and then begrudging applause. Um, yeah, it's different. You know, you think back on your life a lot, and um, something I was remembering from, like, the early 2000s, some of you are old enough, I see your faces. You'll remember this. Um, basically, in, like, the early 2000s, Oprah had an episode where a doctor came on and said that uh, when you flush your toilet, a plume goes into the air, and you get shit on your toothbrush. And people freaked out. They <laughs> freaked out. They were like, cover him up. Put him in a different room. Lock. Put a hat on it. I don't know. Get the shit off my toothbrush. And then two years ago, uh, we just started eating ass. We just started. <laughs> we were like, fuck it, you know? How did that happen? Are those the same people? Are they single, you know? Um, it's just I like, try to imagine it. You're just, like, looking at your toothbrush, like, And you just get in there, you know? Maybe you use the toothbrush. I don't know. That seems aggressive. I'm sorry. I've <laughs> okay. Um, I, <laughs> I worked at a grocery store for uh, a good portion of the pandemic selling wine. And, uh, you know, while I was there, I obviously was uh, trying to get laid, you know? I was, you know, it's a responsible thing to do at work. Um, it's the end of the world. Who gives a shit anymore about HR? Um, and so I was flirting with a coworker. She's uh, like 26, and uh, you know we're just casually talking. And then uh, she finds out that I went to the same high school as her mom. And yeah, then she asked me, "Oh, did you know my mom?" I'm sorry, what? It's like oh, you went to high school with her, right? I'm like, how old do you think I am? And she could tell she fucked up. She's like, 50. Fucking what? 
50? Are you fucking kidding? I mean, are you into that? Or She wasn't. Uh, but I'm going to hang out with her mom later. So, you know, thank you. Thank you. Go Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, got to rep that mascot. Uh, <laughs> I, um, as a kid, you know, thinking back, about the past as I'm getting older. I think about my dad uh, just gave me so much advice uh, as a kid that I used to listen to, and now he believes in QAnon. So I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. Why did I ever listen to him? <laughs> he has horrible ideas. What the fuck? Like, this is a conversation we had at Christmas. He was like, Kelly, you know, this country's going down the shitter. The middle class or foot in the bill. The tax code just leaves a bunch of loopholes so the rich can drive right through them. And I'm like, I actually agree with that. And then he says, and it's because Nancy Pelosi eats babies. That's why. <laughs> to stay young. She eats babies. It's like, what happened to that? That is a dumb argument. That is a dumb argument. Not because it's crazy, but because have you looked at Nancy Pelosi? She is so old. It's not working. There aren't enough babies in North America, okay? Her makeup artist works at a funeral home. She's dead on the inside and the out. She's weakened at Bernie's it through the house. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so that is a crazy idea. But is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. You know, UFOs are real now. And evidently every billionaire is just partying on Epstein's Island of Wonders and statutory. You know, who knows what's real anymore? I talked to my roommate and she was giving me shit about doing cocaine. And I said, you know what? Actually, cocaine is not as bad as they say it is for you. There are actual antioxidants in the coca leaf that are cancer preventing, and so it can be partly healthy, which is amazing, right? Yeah, especially because I just made it up. I just made it up, <laughs> and she believed it. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Kelly Evans, everyone, number 10. Kelly Evans telling you the truth, or his version of the truth. Either way, entertaining and lovely. Yay, your next comedian. Sometimes he has a, a guitar, but I, he, I don't think he does today. Put your hands together for Noam Osband. Is Noam here? Is Noam not here? Is he not here? Noam not here? Okay, he's not here. Interesting. Uh, hey, Ian, sorry about this. Ian, he's a professional. Ian shows up every Monday. He knows exactly what's happening right now. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Ian Langlands. Yay! <laughs> The new number 11, Ian Langlands, yes! I always know what's going on, yeah. Cool, hello everyone. Cool, that's nice, I like a good response. Um, I'm Ian, how's it going? I always like forget that I have to do stand-up and I start like acting like I've just met you guys. Like, hey, well, hey, how's it going? I'm like, I have to go into a joke. Um, I, uh, um, it's funny when you get older and you watch like kids' movies um, that you liked as a kid and you start picking up shit that you're like, oh, that's funny, that's interesting. It's like mostly like adult jokes and you're like, oh, that's fun for the adults, whatever. But then you start seeing stuff like from Disney movies that I noticed where it's just like, it's like the subtlety of a sex joke, but it's just like racism. And you're just like, um, okay, you know, sometimes it's just like little stuff like Dumbo. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Dumbo, there's this like group of crows, and like the main crow's name is Jim Crow. You're just kinda like kinda makes you squint your eyes and tilt your head a little bit, and you're like, hmm. Seems a little unnecessary, right? Like did he, they're like in the room, they're like, what if we named him Jim? They're like, perfect. <laughs> like, what the f <laughs> Jim Crow. Uh 
So it's like that stuff. And you're like, okay, I guess I could look past it, but it would feel weird watching Dumbo pick up a feather. Um, but then there's this other one. So yeah, have you guys seen Aristocats? It's kind of like a less famous one. Yeah, Aristocats. So Aristocats is about these like affluent cats in Paris, and they get separated from their rich owner. And so they're like lost on the streets of Paris, and they have to, uh, so they try to get back, and they, to help them get back, they meet these like street cats. And these street cats live in this old shed with all these instruments. And they, so to introduce them to this world, the street cats sing this song called Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. It's a fun little song, you've probably heard it before. And then for some godforsaken reason, they cut to this Siamese cat. He pulls out chopsticks, starts playing the piano, and he goes, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Egg Foo Young, fortune cookie always wrong. Um, okay. It's like not even clever. It's not even clever. <laughs> it's not even clever. They're just like, hey, did we put that part where we just make fun of everything you could say about an Asian person? And they're like, yeah, we, we put it in. We're good. We're good. We're good. It's like they gotta meet. It's like the Disney movies gotta meet like a racist quota. They're like, we gotta. They're like, they're like the producers are like, we made that that movie about those cats in Paris. All right, good. Send it to the film. And they're like, wait a minute. Did we put the part where the cat plays the chopsticks? Hold it. We're reanimating it. We're gonna set it back a year. And then it makes you think. You're like, God, what the fuck did they cut out of the movie? Oh Lord. They're like, you know, I just got word from Walt. <laughs> We gotta cut the plantation scene in this cat movie. I'm so sorry. I don't know what we're gonna do. Uh, but yeah, you know, I guess it's still a fun movie about cats. It's like so fucking funny. And like even like Peter Pan. What makes the red man red? It's like so, it's like the, they were like, you know what? Like the one guy, one time this Native American guy cut me off in traffic, and I'll never let him forget it. Jesus. Uh, I don't have much uh, time, but um. I uh, I saw a robot on the street the other day, and that was fucked up. Um, that's just kind of like where we're at, I guess. Like, I have to be okay with passing a robot on the street. And I looked up. I swear to God, this robot was huge. It wasn't even like those, you know, bitch-ass, like, fucking Uber Eats robots. It was a real robot. It was my size, and I was like, what is this thing? What is it doing out here? And I looked it up. I swear to God, it's a homeless, deterring robot. Oh, my God. What? What? That's so San Francisco 2021, isn't it? <laughs> Just like the techies, we all came here to make one thing. <laughs> Kill all the homeless people. All right, that's all I got. Thank you so much. Ian Langlands, everyone. Yay. A fantastic set tonight by Ian Langlands. Wonderful. All right, your next comedian. Um... She's the first lady up tonight. Oh my, in a sea of sausages, one lady comic rises to the top of the pool. And shits it's, it's a pool from Orange County. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Shelby Wilson, yay! Yes, best pools, best pools in the world, ladies and gentlemen, are in Orange County, California. It's not enough just to be like 10 minutes from the beach at all times. We need a pool, too. That's why the average income is so high. Two bodies of water you're paying for. Uh, I have been thinking about my ex a lot lately. Like, 
a lot. Like, you kind of know how you keep broken things around your house to remind you to fix them, right? Like, oh, the vacuum cleaner is broken. I'm going to hang on to it to four weeks so I remember to go take it to the vacuum cleaner repair shop. Maybe that's an outdated joke. But you get what I'm saying, right? You keep all this broken shit in your house. You're living among all these dysfunctional things as a reminder to patch it up. So I've been keeping my ex on my mind as a reminder to go to therapy. Because I'm in a great relationship right now, right? It's amazing. And I do want to thank my ex for the trust issues that he gave me. Uh, I studied fashion merchandising in college, but I detailed the detective work I did in my last relationship and qualified for a master's in criminal justice. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. I kind of give off an Elle Woods vibe. I will find shit out like the girl with the dragon tattoo. I promise. I'll go to Sweden and back. Okay, your Instagram is light work. I'm going to tear through there, let me tell you. But no, I'm in a great relationship. I went away for a week with this one guy, and it was awesome. But my mom was not excited at all. She's a very Catholic woman. I was raised incredibly Catholic. And she told me to my face, going away with this boy is living in sin. You cannot be under the same roof together. Mom, all the best Airbnbs are booked under promo code SIN. <laughs> That's the best deal you can possibly find. Satan endorsed. Um, so I went away for a week with this guy, and it wasn't the first time that we'd gone away together. Um, actually, our relationship started with a huge leap of faith um, and a little bit of a <laughs> pride, a challenging experience for myself. Um, I flew to Wyoming. Uh, why Oming, you may ask? <laughs> there are certain times in a young girl's life that she needs to push the boundaries. So I set a world record for a dick appointment. Uh, and traveled across state lines in a pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, for some dick. Okay, yeah, uh, that wasn't even the worst part. Uh, the worst part was I had to show up to Oakland Airport in snow boots. Snow boots in 70 degree weather. I had to waddle my way to Oakland Airport. I checked my pride and my dignity, obviously, and I proceeded to security. And it's more of like insecurity. If you're taking more than like three minutes to get through there, everyone is ready to just tear you to pieces, right? Like they don't want, do not take that much time. I have snow boots on. I had to undo 20 sets of laces. Like thank God for a pandemic. Thank God a flight attendant saw me, took me like one look up and down and said, oh, she's only doing this for dick. Baby to the front in those clunky ass boots. Take your time. I was so nervous, though, with these snow boots on. And like, I used to fly with Coke. Like, not Coca-Cola, like cocaine. They're both equally not allowed on airplanes. It's a liquid thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, I was so nervous that my gate was 29. All I saw was 28 and 30. I almost rushed the wall in between them, like nine and three quarters. <laughs> this dick was worth a concussion. It only took like two minutes, though, when I got to the gate that some tool with a guitar as his personal item tried to hit on me. Like, we get it. You paid to check your carry-on so you could look really cool with a guitar on the airplane. How about check your privilege? Because some of us are flying basic economy for a dick appointment in Wyoming. My snow boots wouldn't fit in my free carry-on, okay? That's why I'm wearing them on the plane. Leave me alone, privileged asshole. I did start dating in the pandemic, and it's been a weird time. Like, dating in the pandemic overall is weird. Like, no planes required. 
because you're sitting there with a mask on, you're trying to get to know someone, but you can't sit close. So I was sitting close with this one gentleman, and things were going really well. So we took our masks down. Felt okay. And then he pronounced a P really hard, and he spat in my mouth. <laughs> so we just fucked at that point, because I have whatever he has. My name is Shelby. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Hey, Shelby Wilson, everyone, number 12. She's got the boots. <laughs> It's like, poor little white girl, I'm going, I'm going on a plane in a pandemic and I've got my boots on. And no, I love it. No, I grew up, I grew up with my own bathroom too. I understand. You're next comedian. <laughs> Not everybody did that. No, I'm sorry. Is that too Orange County for you? I'm like, everybody didn't have their own bathroom. Like, I thought I, thought I was living in 90210. When I watched 90210, I thought it was like reality TV. I didn't understand. I'm like, I'm wearing the same outfit as her. I was like, I'm not rich. Put your hands together for your neck. I know, poor little white girl. <laughs> sorry, sorry. My truth is ugly, everyone. My truth is so ugly. Your next comedian, I hope he's here. Yad K. Is he here? Yeah, he is. I know you are pop. If you rolling on the block, you might get yourself shot. Rocking with my niggas, I know that we some savages. Buster on the end of each note. That is cracking, you ain't with it. Folks, give it up for yourself. You're troopers staying here. Not the kind that want to pull me over, but you know, the good kind. Uh, I'm gonna start off with the, with the toilet topic. I love it. That's what we're gonna do today. Um, what I'm about to tell you is not the proudest moment of my life. I ate dog food last week. God, whew, where should we start? Let me tell you, you know how they say, oh, you know, you can be passive aggressive. You tell people, it's like, oh, this tastes like dog food. Let me tell you, it doesn't until you eat dog food. <laughs> you know, it's chewy, full of regret. It's pretty bad. Anyone here have tried dog food? Yeah? No? You guys don't party that hard. Um, Friday night, I was so high. I was so high, I was pretending to be the, the Blue Jets, you know, the, the Blue Angels. I was doing a around my apartment. I was like, all right, got to order food, you know, got to get food. You got to feed yourself up. Um, so I'm ordering this juicy burger, juicy Shake Shack burger. Right about, I'm about to check out. He's like, do you want to add biscuits? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to add biscuits. I want to add biscuits <laughs> with, with bacon taste. I want to add everything. Oof. Half an hour later, I'm on the customer service call, and she goes like, Sir, do you talk to your dog? How do you know it doesn't taste good? Um, and at this point, I realized this is the second time I've ordered dog food. This is the second time I'm chewing that dog biscuit, and I think that it is expired or whatever the hell is in there. Um, so the thing is, the problem is when you eat dog food, what ends up happening, you right away, everything stops working. Ask someone who have experimented with it. So I'm panicking. I met this girl earlier in the day, you know, she gave me her number. She was like, you can call me after a week. I call her right away, it's 3 a.m. at this point. I call her up and uh, she told me she's a veterinarian. So I was like, in a panic, I was like, yo, I just ate dog, I just ate biscuit and, and I'm freaking, what am I supposed to do? I'm like having a headache and I'm forgetting, you know. All. She goes like, you know, you're supposed to call a doctor, doctor. Like, when you eat dog food, you don't, you don't turn into dog. Like, I don't know what's going on with you right now. Like, you were kind of weird already in the early in the day when we met up, but now I get it. You have, I don't know what kind of fetish you're into, you know. We're talking about a lot of things, not this. This is kind of going off limit. Yeah. But, you know, God bless laxatives. 
that shit. It opens up your brain, everything. It works. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the stuff that uh, probably my mom wouldn't want to know. Um, a lot of other people should not know. I don't think that's stuff you want to put on your resume. It's like, what, what's your, what's your like, highest point? Like, dog food. I find that out. Um, but here's the thing. I grew up in uh, Iraq or Iraq, depending how we voted for. Um, and, uh, and so I've seen, I've, se I've seen shit blow up, right? I've seen like real shit blow up. Let me tell you, yeah, that's the sound it makes, right? <laughs> um, I've, uh, I get real nervous with countdowns, so uh, I'm gonna try wrapping it up. But uh, the day afterwards, uh, I'll learn how to make a homemade plunger. Oh God, let me tell you, if, if you're in ever a situation where you have to make a homemade plunger, it's not good. It definitely is not good. It's uh, um, let me tell you, this is how you make it, right? Real quick. Uh, you get a garbage bag, you put everything you're wearing in that garbage bag, and you just and, and uh, that's the cost of freedom, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is a cost of freedom. Uh, thank you. That's my time. Yeah, congrats. Keep it going for your 13th comic. Lucky 13. Yeah, okay, yay. Is Chris Western here? I've never met this person, so I don't know if he's here. Chris Western, are you a person? You're a person? No? Chris Western, is this you? Okay, it is you. We've never met before, so I didn't know it's you, but you're up. Is that okay? Okay, cool. All right, he's your 14th comedian on the bill. I've never met him either. It's going to be super fun. Put your hands together for Chris Western. Yay! Uh, before I begin, I legally have to tell you I have a condition. And although my pro officer and therapist agree that this is okay for me, uh, let's keep the level noise level down. We wouldn't want to trigger another incident. So, uh, I'd like to take a minute to talk about myself physically, if you don't mind. Uh, as you can tell from my physique, I've been doing the heroin diet for the last 10 years. It's doing great for my skin. Uh, and as I can see all of your eyes, I might as well talk about my penis. Uh, it is massively average. Uh, ladies, it's not long, but it is thin, so hit me up after the show. And now I can get to some jokes. Uh, <coughs> I'm a stay-at-home son. It gets fun. <laughs> it gets funnier every year. Uh, it's not as easy as it sounds, though. I have a lot of things to do. Like some of my duties include um, touching myself, neck bearding, and putting the chef in place when she doesn't cut the crust <laughs> off my sandwich. <coughs> God, I hate that. Uh, but it, I'll have my own place soon, though. Like, how much longer can my parents live? Uh, especially since I've been grinding down their brick pads. But it's kind of hard to leave home when you had a great childhood, you know? Growing up, it was great. I had all the rocks I could play with. I ate at least two times a week. We were definitely the richest family in the trailer park. I had the nicest Drano. No, I'm not trying to flex on you, but we did. Uh, but that, um, my parents weren't always nice to me. Like, being the third and very quiet child, they would often forget about me months at a time. I've never gotten a Christmas gift, not even smokes. The first time I heard, it's not you, it's me, was when my dad kicked me out at age seven. Uh, but it's okay, they obviously let me back in, since they're kind, of, they're kind of supportive and encouraging. My mama always told me I could do anything I put my mind to, so I choke slammed her. Uh, and just, that's just a joke, just to clarify, like, abusing women is not funny. I support women's rights and whatever else I have to say to get some strange. 
But you know what else is strange? I have children. I know I'm not a virgin. Shocking. What else was shocking was finding out how many people thought I was gay before I had kids. Like pretty much everyone I knew told me that. Everyone except for my grandma. You know what she told me? She told me, it's, I know it's just a cover up, you little queer. She's never gotten over the fact that I called her out about her dialysis addiction. But I digress, back to the kids. The best part about having kids is the sex you have after. There's no more cuddling when you're done. You just get your, get your action in, and then you get your post-codice uh, post hug, and then you're back to work. There's no more hour-long discussion about your hopes and dreams, because those died when the kids were born. <laughs> I got some relationship advice for the guys. Make sure you have sex before you start an argument. That way, when she's done ranting and you apologize, it's time for round two. On an unrelated note, my baby mama left me. I don't know why. <laughs> so I tried uh, dating a human cigarette to get over her, but I didn't like cigarettes, so I tried to get her to quit smoking. So at night when she was sleeping, I would put nicotine patches on her, but like 10 at a time. So she would, she would wake up violently ill, and she thought it was morning sickness and that I actually got her pregnant, which was pretty sweet for about a week because she let me raw dog it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I actually got her pregnant. Uh, how much was time was that? I don't know. Okay, uh, any Queen fans? Any fans of Queen? Yeah, it's a great band. They wrote Fr Freddie Mercury is a treasure to humanity. He wrote so many great songs with a dick in his ass. I, I told that to my girlfriend. I tried to get her to do anal, but she's not into strap-ons. So, well, I, I, I guess I should probably stop. I gotta go throw up now. Thank you. Hey! Chris Western! Number 14! Never seen that guy before. That was great. I mean, he, I, you're, you have a whole different situation happening than any of the dudes we see usually. That's great. Uh, the audience has an infinite ability to laugh. And maybe to your next comic. He's going to be number 15. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Uniac. the slow, ironic clap. Um, let's do this. I, uh, I work for my dad. Yeah. The woman over there went like, so you're a fuck up. Yeah, but I work for my dad. Let me tell you what it's like. You guys ever work for your father? No? Let me tell you what it's like. You ever get grounded and fired on the same day? You know, like I lost my allowance, but I gained severance pay. It's crazy though. Like the first time I got fired, I was in second grade. Second grade, I was working at her own home. Like, I went to HR and cried, or as we like to call her, mom. She told me to fill out an oral reform. And that's how I found out my mom's a whore. Yeah, she spelled whore wrong. That's how I found out my mom's a dumb whore. Yeah, do I feel comfortable saying that joke? No. It's all right, though. It's, like, uh, it's weird. Like, you guys ever wake up hungover, and a construction's going on on your street, and you wake up to a jackhammer? Yeah, some of you have. There's my alcoholics at. I like it. But I want you to know, the guy on the jackhammer is probably more hungover than you are. And that guy's me. <laughs> I had this lady come up to me. He's there for St. Patrick's Day. The lady come up to me. He's like, excuse me, sir. Can you keep it down? Me and my girlfriends went crazy last night. We had four Irish car bombs. Yeah. As an Irishman, I took offense. Because you think as an Irishman, I'm sober enough to get behind the wheel of a car? No, it's like, also... My hangover is way worse than yours right now. I tried cocaine last night for the hundredth time. 
this year. <laughs> hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah, cool. There's no punchline for that. <laughs> Crazy though, guys. Uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. You know? <laughs> Fuck you! Somebody wooed? Somebody wooed? You single? You single? Yeah. The person that wooed looked like a minor too, so I don't know how I feel comfortable about this. Yeah. But my girlfriend broke up with me recently, and uh, I don't know why. I treat her like a goddess. I'm an atheist. I never believed in her. When I first met this girl, I found she's a raver, because the first time we had sex, we used a glow stick condom. We broke it before we used it. I know you guys aren't laughing. It's like, holy shit, this guy's going to have a kid. Don't worry. Didn't happen. She broke up with me. No, um, but like, what else? Is, oh, uh, before I met this girl, I, found, uh, I was sleeping with uh, single moms. It happened on purpose. It kind of happened. You know what's the best part about sleeping with single moms? The snacks. They're amazing. One time this woman, she gave me a fruit by the foot and had to split it with her because it was the only way she was going to get six inches that night. I like how all the guys go, uh. <laughs> Crazy though, guys. Um, what else going on? Uh, COVID. I haven't done shit during COVID. None of us have, right? I like. I haven't done shit during COVID. Um, the most productive thing I did during COVID is I bought a. Ca I got a couch, which means I just found a better place to rest my depression. You know, it wasn't even like I didn't even buy the couch. My best friend got it for me because he broke up with his girlfriend, took all the furniture. So the thing that brings me the most joy in life rests upon the shoulders of somebody else's biggest depression. Did we all break up recently? I literally just told you my girlfriend broke up with me. It was a cry for help, and you guys are like, eh, no, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know what, guys? I'll end it on that. That's my time. Give it up for me. Give it up for all the comics that have been up here so far. Yay, Hunter Uniac, number 15. We have three left. You're all, you're like, we're getting comedy pneumonia. Don't get cold. You'll be fine. It's going to be, it's just 12 minutes left of super fun. They're going to be so hot. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Noam Osband. Yay! Who wants a dollar? <laughs> Take it. Who wants a dollar? Oh, are you all so comfortable? <laughs> Nobody wants a dollar. Wow. Lap of luxury. Come on. Come on, it's just a dollar. Oh, shit! <laughs> so hard to find a $2 bill. Easier. Come on. Who wants $2? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, 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 you have your hand up? Yes. 
Yes, I, I appreciate, you know, it only works um, with interaction. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, d uh, may I ask what's your name? Sasha. Sasha, cool, cool. Thank you, uh, Sasha. Yeah, and it's funny, the day like sort of uh, starts one place and whew, goes another. Um, this morning when we were cleaning up uh, and uh, found these like dollar bills and I was like, oh, I know I know where I'll take them. Um, I have a friend who lives a few blocks away on Alabama. Uh, his name is Montgomery Jefferson. Two last names, right? That's two last names. That's that's hard. That's a burden, right? Um, and he, you know, ungenerous school kids made him face that. Montgomery Jefferson, Montgomery Jefferson, two first names, two or two last names, two last names. You can call Montgomery, you can call him Jefferson. Two last names, two last names. And that was was horrible, right? Although to be fair, not nearly as horrible as the fact that his five year old child is dying. <laughs> of scurvy. Four blocks away from here, um, and I, there's a fundraiser. Maybe you saw, and I was gonna go, and and then, and then, and then Sasha was like, "No money for Timothy." <laughs> Timothy's, you know. Have you ever seen bleeding gums? Like not bullshit floss in your well-hygiene mouth-bleeding, scurvy-bleeding gums. Have you seen that just a few blocks away from here? And the rub of it is, if he's a five-year-old, the surface area of his gums is larger, proportional to the face. It's horrible. And in the world we live in today, the money that could have saved Timothy's life Vitamin C, it's so simple. Do I understand why it's been going on for years? No. But I know it didn't end today. No offense, Sasha, I mean. Uh, that's my time. Uh, Sasha, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Noam Osbian. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Pam. I ain't even Yay, number 16, Noam Osbian. Those things that you should keep the money. Well, you, I mean, he can tip you again. She's the next comic up anyway. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sasha Kershaw. Yay! I am just so excited to be out of the goddamn house. Anybody else past their two-week marker from their last vaccine, whatever milestone, you're supposed to be free? I know Noah is. He's licking bills up here. He's not afraid of anything. You and me, we can do something after the show romantic-like. We'll go and lick traffic poles or something outrageous. Um, I am super excited. This is actually my first day two weeks out from my vaccine, which is huge for me. So worth passing out in an Oakland CVS. Totally worth it. <laughs> it was great. They let me lay down by the discount shampoo aisle. They force-fed me cashews. <laughs> I just felt bad because I freaked everyone in there the fuck out. The guy next in line for the vaccine locks eyes with me as I'm like, I don't know, everyone sounds underwater. 
And he's like, nope, I'll take my chances. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll, I'll see myself out. And it's shitty because it's not the vaccine's fault. I keep trying to stress that to people I tell the story to. It's a I'm a little bitch thing, right? I, this has been a whole life thing. I actually found out because of this event, someone told me there's a name for this thing I have. It's called vasovagal syncope, which sounds like I've got an enormous vagina. <laughs> but it just means that I am one. So when I see needles, my body just wants to be horizontal. And that's what I do. Um, but so it's just great to be conscious and up and walking around. I love that for me. Um, I'm new to San Francisco. <laughs> I've been here just about a month now. Uh, I, I came up from Los Angeles because I wrote out most of COVID there. And if I didn't do something to take back agency, I was gonna froth at the mouth in the street or make TikToks, something ridiculous. <laughs> Um, and LA has its own problems, but it's been an adjustment. I realized coming to San Francisco that you guys have homeless people that aren't just like stoners that realized seagulls have a pretty sustainable approach to life. You know what I'm talking about? You go, you go out in Venice and some dude with blonde dreadlocks is like, what's good, brother? Can I get a fry? What? No, you ain't distracted. These guys definitely have trust funds. They just like waking up on the beach naked. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, first week in San Francisco, uh, a man was kind enough to tell me that he'd fuck me and my friend up the ass if we did not give him any money. It was bad. He was like the worst hooker I've ever met. Pay me and you get to not have sex. That's a lose-lose, brother. Know your clientele. We're coming out the panty. I'm trying to be coming out the panty. <laughs> and I do. I do be trying. I'm on the hinge. That's also an adjustment. The San Francisco boys are weird. I'm on like a second date last week. And the guy's like, hey, I've been thinking about our future. And I'm like, don't. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I don't know if I see anything long term going on here. And I'm like, no shit, Brad. You came 15 seconds into doggy style. You can't even do short term. Uh, it's sad. I thought it wouldn't be too much of a problem trying to go for a younger guy, um, which is true, but not when they're 24. I'm 25, so I thought that wasn't going to be that bad, but like 24 to 25, that's like 18 to 32. I'm 32 in man years, right? I think that's what he thought. He was very much like, oh, this ripened fruit, I must but let her know I am only trying to fuck before she tries to be made an honest woman. <laughs> I was like, Brad, I will pay you not to fuck me. Can you imagine if that was the genesis of that homeless guy? He was just some Stanford frat boy that realized he could make a pretty good living by <laughs> getting ladies to get the fuck out. Um, I don't know how far are we in, are in, but to add a quick button, um, I also have been having a lot of calls with my mom because she is really involved with my life. She's uh, out in Connecticut right now. I am a Connecticut born and raised. Um, and it's funny to me because <laughs> she's so unlike most foreign moms that want you to keep like legs closed, case closed, all there is, right? She calls me and she's like, darling, I want to make sure you are doing right by your man. Have you been made woman? Which is a crazy thing to hear from your mom. I was like, you got it, mom, all woman here. And the first thing out of her mouth was like, oh, darling, please do not be discouraged. No matter how bad it was, you must try again. 
which is the worst way to find out, by the way, that your dad's dick game is weak as shit. My parents have only been with each other, y'all. My name is Sasha. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great night. Sasha Kershaw, everybody, number 17. You've seen all these comics tonight. There's supposed to be one more, but I don't think that he showed back up. Did Sam show up? Like, I can burn time just before he shows up but to do jokes. But let me do the numbers again, just so you know. Number one was Gabe. Number two was Rehan Khan. Three was Vishal Call. Four was Brady Pearson. Five was Daniel Lewis. Six was Xavier Bronson. Seven was Akhil Razdan. Raz. Uh, eight was Josh Kotsky. Nine was Reza Habib. Ten, Kelly Evans. Eleven, Ian Langlands. Twelve, Shelby Wilson. Thirteen, Yad K. Fourteen, Chris Western. Fifteen, Hunter Uniac. Sixteen, Noam Osband. And we just had number seven, sixteen, Sasha Kershawn with a killer set. And um, your last comic on the bill person hasn't come, so... Um, I mean, I guess like come turn your turn your sheets vote for all the people that were your favorite people and whatever way that works for you. And you can think about it, but then just turn it in and I'll just do five minutes myself up here and then it'll give you time to think and stuff. And you don't have to worry because I'm on every show, so you don't have to vote for me because, you know, obviously. Okay, here's me. Okay, yeah, I'm running. You're just super responsible. You're just an incredibly responsible person. Dogs are hard. I couldn't do a dog. Man, my cat's shit in a box. I know, dogs are great. You have personalities and you're perfect and you're blameless and I love you. But you don't shit in a box, so I can't hang out with you, bro. Like, I want to. I want to, like, have something I could throw the ball at and I'll bring it back. My cats just look at me funny all the time. Nobody else. I can't call my cats. I, of course. Who doesn't cat call their cat? So when my, my, I have a kitten and she walks away from me and I say, baby girl, come here, come here, baby girl. And she ignores me and I'm like, baby girl, come here. And then she shows me her butthole and I'm like, you are asking for it. And I go and I pick her up without consent. And I turn her into a baby and I kiss her on the mouth. Cat calling. Is that what cat calling is? I don't know, I don't understand. I live in the tenderloin. I get cat complimented all the time. I guess it is cat. A guy said to me, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. It's a compliment. It's not gag. I'm like, say that to me all the time. Someone follow I can I, can I have that be my ringtone? Like, <laughs> please. Another gentleman, uh, I walked by, he said, girl, you got a nice fit on today. It's like, oh, I am fit. I'm wearing an outfit. Thank you. I get it. Double entendre and catcalling. Yay. But I try not to wear skirts, because I usually get propositioned for sex. But uh, one guy came up to me and he said, girl, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? That's catcalling. Also, that's gross. Why do we want to smell that dude's jizz, bro? Like, that's gross. Like, that's on you, man. Actually, it's all over me. <laughs> it's like, ah. I've been single. People are like, why you tell jokes? I'm like, I am single. 
No, that's fun. I feel uh, I feel more myself on stage than I do not on stage. So that's fun. That's weird. I don't have a therapist either. Ha ha ha. No, I just read Nietzsche and Bukowski in the dark. That's <laughs> it's like it's a terrible mix. No whiskey after dark, Benjamin. Sorry, that's what I call. I'm off the rails right now. I'm sorry. I was thinking about becoming a nun today. Well, I thought so. I did. I had a moment. When I was six or seven years old, I went to a wake of a nun because it was my mother's, my grandmother's cousin and she died and she was a nun. And I'm sitting there in my uncomfortable shoes and tights and I'm sweating. And there's no food and there's a dead lady at the front and everyone's a nun. And one of them looks down at me and she has bad breath and she goes, are you going to be a good little nun when you grow up? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I recoiled in horror. Ah, gross. But I think she was right. Like, I would like to have someone take care of me. <laughs> like, like, I'd like to marry an imagined God, like, that I could believe in or something. Like, a man that would never, you know, disappoint me because <laughs> I made him up myself. Isn't that what Jesus is? You just, no one else hung out with Jesus when they were seven and you didn't hold his hand? Um, I wanted to have an invisible cat as a friend. And my parents were like, that's crazy. We should send you to a therapist. But you can be friends with Jesus. Like, so I can't have an invisible cat hang out with me, but I can have a 33-year-old man hold my hand every night before I go to bed, and I can tell him about all the boys I like. Like, that's okay. That's fine. And now they wonder why I have a beard fetish. Come on! <laughs> I should have been a nun. I could have been married. Imagine married to the guy and just been a lesbian like normal. Isn't that what they used to do in the 50s? You don't want to have kids? Go be a nun. <laughs> Cook for other ladies. Have a good time. You can actually, like, I miss, where is the nunnery? I think I missed my calling. I'm really sad. <laughs> I wasn't going to have kids anyways. I never had kids. I'm 46. I'm going through menopause. I'm not going to have any babies. So what was I doing? Like, what is my worth now as a person? I'm like, look, I have two master's degrees. Will you listen to me if I'm skinny and pretty enough? <laughs> But now I'm getting old, and they're like, you're never going to be pretty again. Get the Botox. Why don't you have Botox? I'm like, I don't want to be a Disney mom just yet. Actually, I do. That's my dream. I want to be on one of those Disney shows, like, as a mom, like, the dumb mom. Like, there's a girl, like, a young girl who's a witch, and she's, like, 13 or something, and she's, like, great, and there's, like, a cat or something's happening. And I'm, like, the dumb mom that's, like, she's a witch, bleh, and, like, falls down or whatever. And it's just the dumb butt of the joke. Like, I just don't get it. Like, she's just smart. It's like... Um, that thing that the Japanese did with the go-go gadget, and it was Penny and her dog that were the smartest part of the show. Why? Leave it to the Japanese to let, like, 13-year-old girls be heroines. Like, oh, look, listen to the 13-year-old girl. She's the smartest one in the group. Is Sam here yet? Because I'm totally stalling for him, and he doesn't even... I can keep doing jokes. I'm totally off the rails, though, you guys, right now. These are none of my normal jokes. I'm just like, oh, listen to this later. Maybe they'll be funny. <laughs> go, go, gadget jokes. <laughs> Anybody else like it? Anybody vegan here? You kind of give off a vegan vibe. I'm not going to shame you. I'm sorry. No, you can look behind you. You know you give off a vegan vibe. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I'm not going to shame vegans, and I don't want to do it. I go home a lot at night, and I smoke pot, and I finger my butthole, and I think about ways to save the vegans. You know, it's really important because, no, seriously, like if it, if it comes between cheese and sex for the rest of my life, I'm definitely going cheese. So I don't understand how vegans live their lives. Cashew cheese doesn't melt. It makes no sense to me and I feel terrible for them and I want them to live better lives. So I was thinking like if I could milk my own breasts, you know, like the way God intended, because 
vegans milk feed breast their children, right? So I can take my boob milk and make cheese that'll melt to save the vegans, 22% fat. It's miraculous, right? But I smoke and eat so much weed that when I pump my boobs, I can make TH cheese. <laughs> but then the, yeah, then the question becomes, can I get high off my own supply? Can I finally reach weed's singularity? <sighs> Someday. Okay, I've been Pam Benjamin, yay, clap for me. I was stalling. I was stalling. You don't have to be done voting. There's one comic left, so you can still vote for him if you want to. But however your voting goes, you can put hearts or stars or whatever the fuck you do. But after this, turn them in. Okay. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Sam Carroll. I'm sorry to keep you guys waiting. I just got here. I have to pee, but I did not get to pee. Uh, the lights are very bright. That's the last time I did comedy, the lights were not this bright. I did way better than I think I'm going to do tonight because of that. I th comedy's a lot like showering with your dad. It's better when the lights are low <laughs> and mom's not in the room. I got arrested by a crooked cop for telling that joke one time. He had scoliosis. Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car. I should have waited longer for you guys to laugh because you guys weren't done laughing at that, but I'll start this joke anyways. Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says nothing valuable inside. Oh, I don't have a child. It's okay. I'm not, I don't reproduce. It's cool. I got my tubes tied actually when I was 14. So, yeah. You guys, uh, you guys vaccinated? Yeah, me too, me too. I just wish I could prove it. Those vaccination cards they give you, they make for perfect rolling filters. I'm fully vaccinated, but according to my vaccination card, I'm only half. It's the bottom half. Got that post-Moderna. I don't know. I like to think I'm a pretty good guy. Every Sunday I'll go around and take the parking tickets off people's cars. Yeah, yeah. You guys from San Francisco? You walk here? Locals? This is a fun night, judging comedy, right? Yeah, you guys look like a pretty cool crowd. Yeah, I like your sunglasses. You look like Hunter S. Thompson. You guys microdose? You guys do any of that? You microdosing? You on that trend? Not tonight? What do you what would you do? What would you have micro been microdosing? Psilocy everyone says mushrooms. See, I like to microdose crack. No one else no one else does it. I am alone. You know, it's like my dad always said. He sat me down. He said, son, don't do crack a lot, you know? Been microdosing. I microdose everything. I microdose food, conversation, small talk, you know? Sometimes when I masturbate, I like to microdose air. What is that, autoerotic anaphylaxis? Is that what you call it? Is that anaphylaxis? Is that right? Yeah. Or is it asphyxiation? I don't asphyxiation. What I say? Anaphylaxis, what's that, when you got a nut allergy and the throat closes up and you got to jerk off? I don't know. I don't know, man. Before COVID, I was a masseuse. I was a masseuse, right? And then COVID comes along. Everybody gets these electric back massagers. They look like this thing. And I'm not mad a robot took my job. I'm mad he had sex with my wife. Yeah. I went home for Mother's Day with my sister. We walked in the door. First thing out of my mother's mouth is, when am I getting grandchildren out of you two? We looked at her, we said, Mom, 
We keep telling you, if we do that, they're going to come out fucked up. <laughs> yeah. My sister's in the audience. I actually got a few sisters. I'm one of five. I got four sisters. One time, one of my sisters was, was in the audience while I told that joke. She came up to me after, and she expressed that she did not like that joke to me. And I had to tell her, relax. That one is not about you. Take it easy. I'd never have sex with you. You're hideous. Sometimes I like to walk around San Francisco neighborhoods with a mug, you know, with like a coffee mug, like neighborhoods that aren't mine, nice neighborhoods, like Pack Heights. You know, I'll walk around with a coffee mug and blend in like I'm a local, you know, because people out walking their dogs, they see me with my coffee mug, and they think, hey, that guy couldn't have traveled far, you know. Probably made some coffee in his house, and now he's just walking the streets. He's safe. He's probably in my tax bracket. I don't have to worry about that guy. But the truth of the matter is that I took a bus to your neighborhood. I went to a Starbucks. I got a coffee. I poured it into my ceramic mug, and now I'm going to steal your Amazon packages. Yeah. I like to blend in, you know. One time I was walking around this gated community with my coffee mug, and this guy in an Escalade pulls up to me, and he's like, hey, you new to the neighborhood? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I bought the house three doors down, you know, because I'm trying to – Try to improvise. And he said, that's funny. The homeowners association didn't let us know about a new homeowner. And I said, that's because I told the homeowners association I would let all the homeowners know myself personally because I have to legally anyways because I am a sex offender. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm Sam Carroll. <laughs> Cheers. Have a good night. Thank you guys for coming. All right. He was number 18, everybody. Okay, so turn all your little papers into me. And I'm going to play some more music and tally the votes, and then I'll let you know uh, who won, uh, who were the people that get booked. So thank you all for being here, judges. Clap it up for yourselves. Yay, judges. Yay. You have souls. You're real people. That's exciting. Uh, Yeah, they're all going (laughs) to, on your way out, they might yell at you. Yeah, but turn them into me, and um, I'll let you guys know in a minute what happens. She's doing bitch. Yeah, yeah. Try to set me up, trying to rob me. Tell that little bitch, try me. Fuck a nigga, fuck a best friend. Trying to rob a real nigga, understand. Tried to set me up, and I know that you posted on the block with a thought, and you copping with them shots. Shot, 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 shot. Yeah, you tried to set me up, and I'm still on the block. I ain't never going nowhere, because I'm popping rice, rolling on the block. You know that it's dark. I ain't even coming soon. I know I see them shots. What you really want to know? Popping pop on these stocks, and they fucking up for free. I know they popping rocks, popping molly, pop, put your nose. That they fucking, that they fucking. Rolling on the block, I catch a thought, what you really want to see, but you just with them hops, and I'm looking at these niggas, they claim, but they a savage, they ain't even weird shit, these niggas, they can't have it, been a brother through the harness, I know, that she busting what you really want to come, but no, that you fucking, but you trying to set me up, I know, that you 
a B bustin', I ain't never stunned on the block, fuckin' with a real nigga, but you might get shot, and I pop a Molly, and I know you got ops, fuckin' with a savage, yeah, finna get popped, pull up to your crib, get shot, it's a mission, get the body dropped, what you really wanna know, and I don't fin no pops in the shots everywhere, and you get the body dropped, yeah, put them in the coffin, you ain't talkin' about nothing. six feet under, and you know that it's bustin', and finna be World War One. know it's coming, you ain't never seen nothing, but I know that I'm coming. Tried to set me up, but I know that I'm coming. 11th on Racine, and you know that I'm busting. Trying to send shots, but I know that you coming. And I try to call your phone, but know that you stunning. Sending all the niggas out the crib, I know they running. Tried to set me up, and you know it's busting. I ain't never coming, but you stunning. Fin finna shoot them up, and you know it's busting. Rolling through the harness, I know that she busting. What you really wanna come, but no. Set me up, I know that you learning what you really wanna know. I know you won't dirt in a B bustin' line that was stunned on the block. It's really fun because like right now there's a couple like super front runners, but also anybody's in the mix right now because of uh the number of people voting and what's happening. So it's uh we have a couple judges that have yet to pass in their tallies. And uh I'm really excited though, because I get to book some people I haven't booked before, so that makes me really happy. Talking all that tough shit on the internet, trying to Snapchat me, trying to message all that, yeah. You ain't even with shit, little nigga, trying to ask why I got all these tattoos on Twitter. Trying to be with me, tell your ass link. Trying to message me, nigga, saying where you at. Trying to disguise yourself like that. Old town trying to call me private nigga. Talk, talking all that tough shit. When I see your ass, nigga, get wet. When I beat your ass, don't come back. Talking all that fool shit, little nigga. Been around trying to tell on me. Running to the ops, trying to call the police. They ain't they gonna save you, you ain't even with the shits. Come out west, nigga, where we drilling shit. Drillin'. Finna put a red dot, finna put a beam. Little scary nigga, and I seen it. Try to message me back. Then I be like, nigga, hey, where you at? When you calling up your phone, you don't even answer. Be like, where you at, little nigga? Talking all the tough shit, message back. This ain't even no act. Talking all that tough shit. Tell you link up, you a little bitch. Come to my face, get pop quick. Fucking with my niggas out wet shit. Fucking with a savage and you own it. Fucking with my niggas and we drilling shit. Fucking with a savage and you own it. Fucking with my niggas and we drilling shit. Fuck the odds, nigga, yeah, fuck the feds, no, that you rollin'. Come to my face, what you finna say? You ain't even with it. Claim you a savage, nigga, you ain't even with it. I, I can't catch a case, gon' be a murder. Seeing all these tweets and text messages. All these screenshots, nigga, get whacked. You ain't even with the shit, can't come. All right, everybody, so there was a four-way tie for first place, so or a five-way tie. So I actually am going to be booking five people off of tonight's show because five people all got four points. So there was a bunch of people that all tied at four, and then there were a couple at two and a couple at one and blah, blah, blah. But so the people that you're going to be seeing and that I'll contact are uh, Vishal Call, yay, and Daniel Lewis, yay, 
and Sasha Kershawn. Yay. And Ian Langlands. Ian Langlands. Yay. And Dark Horse Chris Western. Yay. So all of those comedians got four points each and pr pretty much like obliterate. I mean, there was just what, I mean, I guess we could do a joke off, but I think we're fine. I'll just book all five of you. It's that easy. I have enough shows. We'll all be, we'll all show you where the shows are and we'll pick. I've got some, I've got a Sunday show. I've got a Thursday show. I've got Wednesday shows. I got Saturday shows. I got shows. Uh, and it'll all happen before the end of July or June, unless you can't make it in June and then we'll move into July, whatever. Congratulations. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, judges. Uh, put your hands together for the judges. Yay, judges. Yay, judges. And we do this every week. So judges, tell your friends and um, come back and I'll put this on the wall. And thank you. Yay. MutinyRadio.fm. Yeah, so Sasha, I'll do a TV Gods as well as movies over and there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for, <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> You are listening to Radio 11 Archive captured Monday, June 7th and 2200 hours. This is the voice of AquaQ. Wait and forwards until cereal comes out of your nose, alphabet style. Now this. Gazing your agent is loaded. It's especially fair and damp today. Just slide it on for a trial. We'll ultra shock it off later. Well, we'll try. The last time they side loaded an agent on me was two weeks ago, and it's still sticky around the ankles. Toes are a bit doughy too. It was also well known that the staff had been messing with the programs. Hot was cold, up was sideways. It was a right bollocks. The intention was unclear, but the effect was Lord of the Rings meets Pee Wee Herman in a nightclub disco deck with boots, a dinner dress, and a quart of petrol to last the night. You had to stay busy or the body program kicked in and started rewriting everything. It was 5am and Peru was rising. A tone chimed. It was Tuesday morning in the West Bank and the street merchants were setting up for the bazaar. Hakmet put up his wares and wandered across the street to the newsstand. Not gonna buy today's paper. Jellish, it's filled with lies and the ads are too expensive. Jason blinked. That was his name. Mr. H had begun calling him Jellish after a peanut butter mishap. Three years ago, everybody knew Creamy was bullshit. The paper was expensive to run since the owner lived well in his 
accounts, securities I think he called it, the editor too lived strong with a mind to argue the cost of freedom, I guess it was 35 cents, and a hot chocolate at the corner cafe where they cased the town for stories, Hackmeck wandered over for a cup, the sign tilted just a bit as he walked into the sunny dungeon pies and other morsely treatable owls and amenables, he had 35 cents. He walked in, stippled lip from a slight shaving accident, and tossed his 35 cents into the tip jar. Careful with that, fella, he said. You could buy a paper with that. Frog, the editor just smiled as he usually does when he's being bullied or getting ready to trim his toenails. This time was both. Not in the coffee shop, man, don't forget what happens to dead cellular phones. They get recycled as little girls' tricycles. Well that's alright, Hackmeck, I'll buy one for your family next time you've got a date with Lillery. She wrote me the other day. Dear editor, she's always so formal. Yes, Lillery was a peach and liked getting into the vertical columns on the paper, sideways. Extra extra. So the coffee tariffs are up again, eh old man? Surprised to see you so spend thrift at the till. Oh that's for the tables. It's a bizarre banquet from the street festival tonight. Lights action superstars. Indeed, the narrative had been left justified for 75p in last week's paper by another secret admirer of the bazaar, they sent a basket of baskets filled with gaskets, that's got to be something clever. What's clever? Frog asked. Weird I was just thinking to myself, it must be the coffee. You didn't have any. Oh that must be why then too, much of a non-creamed thing. It's time to get over to Peru. Get me the phone. Send us a message at anchor.fm slash aquaqlabs and tell us what you want to hear. It's April 20th, 2020 and this is Aquaqlabs C3W. Chattering deep into the light bright webbings of patterned feet is this podcast brought to you on the anchor.fm platform from the labs of AquaQ. Anchor.fm is available for iOS and Android. Brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty-free music and sound effects. That make you sound from the radiophonic workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve. Available everywhere. Podcasts are free. Just do the queue. The story of our energetic twisteries of all dot cues out on a Thursday, no less, is more. Day became night as was the middle ground of the evening and carried on. As he was in normality, his brain jiggled just with the bits of telephonery which was perhaps a call yet to be answered. And so it rang. Ring. The switchboard was dusty in a corner part of town in which the operator sat. Near plugs and near disrepair for the facts of conversations on blocks which hummed alongside each other from house to house and with the banks of women who managed our heavenly connection towards and about each other and for the days past and nights set to come and even the idling where young women spun loose a cord of wire on their beds, to dream of being old to be young again, and to spend the nights about it all and dance and find their love and art and all the while draw from dreams we shared, and share through voice on this, these copper metals, found not so long ago in the fires of community minerals, worn gently as gifts and for the art of it all, she spoke, as in the bicycle she stowed for her remembrance of childhood, and the promise of her perpetual remainder in the pursuit of such a skill to ride. It wasn't all in the letter, it was more in his character, you know, his language, as in well-versed and, well, how's things picking up for you? Slash slash. 
Miranda sat with her notebook, open to page 11, with our friends the EGS pondering away at her now poetry as she stammered for a continuation of the verse. Her television was on pause, taped earlier, and frozen in still life was the static jumps of the magnetic heads which bore efforts to grip around taped heads with a taut calibration which was the expectation of motion. She picked up the phone and dialed by stored memory. CHLLNK. Q's hand reached over to dim the light and picked